The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Good morning and assalamu alaikum. You are tuned into Inspire FM 105.1 FM. Welcome to Mother's Planet, a show where there is always something to talk about in a productive and beneficial way. I'm your host Neelam and today I will be talking about a, a very interesting topic which I'm sure is very close to many parents' hearts. Um, but before I unveil uh, the topic uh, of discussion today, um, um, I want to know what you guys are all having for your hot brew this morning. Um, uh, in light of last week's show, um, I went and bought myself a new cup, um, which I am now making sure I finish my cup of tea in when I make that. So I have it with me this morning, and it's um, it's actually quite a big cup, um, but I think um, it's nicer to hold. Um, there is something about the type of tea that you hold in a type of mug so um yeah we had that discussion last week and and i and i think it is true i'm actually enjoying my tea and um surprisingly finishing my tea so listeners uh what are you having with me this morning share your brew with me this morning is it a cup of coffee cup of tea um or like imrana last week her cup of juice um what is it that you're having this morning it has turned a bit cold you know i like to talk about the weather in my show and and it has gone a little bit uh, nippy now, um, and we and we are beginning to feel that um, morning crisp now, which um, is definitely showing that signs of winter is well on its way. So um, I'm sure everyone is actually having a hot brew with me this morning rather than um, reaching out for that cup of cold juice. So uh, listeners, do share what you are having, what your it could be even breakfast. If you've just got in from the school run and you've cooked in your breakfast, do WhatsApp it to me on the studio number 0779-481-822. Now, I don't know about how you all feel about this, but I feel like this week has just totally whizzed by. Um, we literally had Monday and I blinked and it's Friday and and the, the days have just gone super fast. Um, I can't say I've been super productive in those days, um, but I am hoping that this weekend doesn't go as fast as the week has done and things slow down a little bit and we are able to enjoy the weekend because I do find that time is just um, running past us. And, uh, you know, especially in the weekdays, um, it's quite hard to tick off things and get things done. Um, But I am trying to... um, do different things um and my positive moment for the week uh, or this week and hopefully for the weeks to follow is actually finding a play group for my younger daughter now i have been quite a lazy mum um and i don't blame myself because i blame lockdown i naturally um like everyone else when things don't go right we blame covid and we blame the lockdown so i'm doing exactly that this morning but yes um i i just felt that i i was better off at home with her and i could just do things at home with her and i did but i realized she needed to be around kids her age and so i did sort of reach out and look for different play groups um in the area and i found one quite local to myself and um it's quite good because you have to pay in advance. So um, if they do it, they put you block book sessions per term. And um, I actually booked her in um, for this term. So it meant that I have to go every week. And um, and that was my motivation. But she's really enjoying it. And, and she's really um, come out of her shell. And it's quite nice to see her with other children of her own age and playing with them. And it's quite nice to see her stand up for herself when you know someone takes something I don't feel like I need to really intervene but I guess that's the perks of being the younger child they kind of do know how to stand up for themselves and um, depend, uh, defend themselves um, give me a shout out is that true listeners do you find that your youngest child is a bit more confident and um, independent so to speak um, when it comes to standing up for themselves or finding things to do for themselves um, purely because they've got older siblings that they have to fight off um, do you agree with me there but I do find that she is and so yes yeah, she's enjoyed going um, they do a lot of storytelling and singing and she's engaging in that like she's been there forever so it's quite quite adorable to watch um 
But I have to say, I, I'm enjoying it too because I am meeting different mums with similar age children and it's quite nice just to have their take on sleep and food and just mummy things. So I guess it's quite nice to be out there. So yes, I am now going to try my best to make sure I am attending those sessions weekly with her and um, it gets us both out the house and that's quite nice. And so it's really good because, you know, I can actually switch off from all the things that I need to get done in the house or uh, around the house or for the house and, and I actually go and spend some time with her. So that's my positive moment of the week. Um, what have you done? What, what's your productive moment of the week? I know a lot of people um, are decluttering right now because it's that season um, where you just hit that point where you now need to sort of rejig your your work wardrobe and take out all your summer spring clothes and bring out the big jumpers and cardigans and it's the winter wear now so I know a lot of people are probably decluttering or reshuffling their wardrobes have you been productive have you done it um how have you all got on with that the weather's been crazy. It's been super windy and we've had uh, things turn upside down in the garden and things being blown off. But it seems a bit more calmer this morning. Uh, we have some sunshine, but it's a false sun out there, I call it, because it's quite chilly. Um, but I have got my washing out because any bit of sun and any bit of breeze will get something dried somewhere along the line. So listeners, we are live on air, reaching out to all our listeners in Luton and surrounding areas through the airwaves at Inspire FM 105.1 FM. Listeners can also connect through TuneIn via the Inspire FM webpage and you can also uh, connect via the Inspire FM um, app, which is um, accessible on your smartphones um, uh, through the um, app store. Uh, so no excuse to miss my shows and any other shows that are played on Inspire FM. We are also live as an audio on the Inspire FM Facebook page where you must like the show. And again, you can leave any comments that you have on the show or the topic um, on the WhatsApp, uh, on the Facebook page. I am, as mentioned before, taking in WhatsApp um, messages on the studio number 0779481822. Now, we are quite well into the term time at school. I think we're a couple of weeks away from half term now. Uh, and I know that a lot of children have found the transition of going from a lower year group to a higher year group, a different key stage, a different school, um, very hard. And there's been some challenging moments that parents have had to really encourage their children in a, in a positive way. Um, and I myself have encountered this, um, finding that my son going from key stage one to key stage two was actually quite a big jump. And there's a lot of things that happen in key stage two that didn't happen in key stage one. And there's a lot of friendships that turn different because we've had the summer break. So some children have had access to different things, gone places, probably met up with each other over the summer break. So when they come back, they've got that connection or they don't have that connection. So the friendships um, are a bit challenging as well. And some children are struggling with trying to find a balance with their friendship. So in the show this morning, I'll be talking about how we can empower our children. Now, this is um, in this empowerment of our raising our children, I will be uh, looking at how we can get them to use their voice, how we can get them to use their body, um, and how, and also making reference to um, hadith by the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, which we have been working around in the house. We've been looking at different hadith and and tying it in with our daily lives and trying to get the children to implement these on a daily basis. Um, I think doing it that way is probably making it more meaningful. But I will be sharing some uh, um, tips and suggestions um, from my own experience, from a few books and internet sources that I've used, and I will be referencing them should you wish to go and find out more details about this. So I know that after being at home, um, a lot of the children have found it quite emotional returning to school, and they've also found it quite hard leaving mummy and daddy. And so the change in routine... 
can actually be quite upsetting. So we've had a good few weeks now back at school. We are now even coming up to the half term. And sometimes half term for some parents can bring about some anxiety because you've just broke that shell with your child and they've just adjusted to school. And before you know it, they're now going on a on a short break again. And then, then you feel like you have to start all over again. So hopefully with, with the sources that I'm going to provide um, to you today, some points and suggestions of how we can empower our children to stand up and essentially looking after themselves um these techniques maybe if you try these at home and get them to try them at school i'm sure um, many of the children and parents will be able to benefit from them so if there is anything that you feel that you've tried with your children at home um or anything that they encountered at school and it was quite challenging for them and you found ways of looking at how to uh, give them that confidence i'd love to hear from you so please do share your um tips with me and what you did there what what was your tip and what was your suggestion and 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 what was it that you got your child to do that made them able to stand up or speak up so i would love to hear from you on 0779481822 that's the studio number where we are taking in whatsapp messages now I'm going to go through some of the points that I have uh, made. Now, the sources that I have used have been um, Educate to Empower Publishing. This is a, a website and also Kid Power, um, which is Teen Power and Adult Power, which is a book. Um, and they have done um, lots of work around um, trying to get children to... Uh, become confident and they've talked about body language using their voice and I'm also going to be using my own experience um much like my children varying in age have all come back with different challenges where I've had to sort of stop and um think about um what we are doing and um and how we can address this now um one thing that my husband actually did um do and i haven't mentioned that and i will mention that he he used um what we call a worry tree now this was if you just google it you'll be able to find find the steps of this worry tree and you'll be able to go through the stages with your children and it's actually quite a good um thing to do at first so i i guess i'll talk about the worry tree first because then it will unfold all these things that we are doing um the worry tree is a tree where it starts off at the bottom of the trunk and then it works its way up to the top branches of the tree and in each stage there are a set of questions that the child asks so you can discuss with your child um what is it that worries them and they list the things that they worry about and this could be anything from being late at school not having the right packed lunch picking the wrong school dinner um sitting in the wrong place in the classroom any of these things that may cause some form of anxiety or worry and they would list them and then you would take a couple and say to them okay so now based on this worry is it something you've got control over or something you've not got control over so if it's something about um i'm worried about which teacher i'm going to have in my classroom today that's something you have no control over so they would put it in that section and say it i will have to deal with that however because that's something that is not within my power and it's not within my control so then you would look at something like um not sitting in the right place um uh, being a concern so you would say that's something in your control so you would then go and say this is something i can control and how would you control it and you would give them steps and eventually you would get to the top of the branch where you can now say to them right you have this issue but taking these steps and these precautions should be able to get you in a better place so you don't need to worry about that of sitting in the wrong place or being in the wrong place at the wrong time so um we work through that um uh, process uh with our children and you know we we allow them to try and do it themselves because i think it's quite healthy that they identify things that they find anxious and we're not putting words into their mouths because it's quite easy as parents to say is it this that's worrying you or is it that that's worrying you and and knowing what they have control over and what they don't have control over and then and having that reliance on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because the things that we can't control we leave with Allah and we say that this is in the control of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we just 
you know, hope and uh, wish for the best and get on with the day. And we need to be grateful for all the things that we can change and are changing and can do and get on with our day. And I think it's just reminding them of being grateful for waking up in the morning and being able to get up and pick whatever you want to wear and, you know, how what you want to eat, the the small things and just reminding them of being grateful for that. So that's something I'd recommend, the worry tree, where you are identifying things that you can do. And and again, within the worry tree, it's quite nice because when you talk about the things that make them anxious, it um, also has what happens. So externally, what happens, internally, what happens. So physically, it makes me feel cold um, and I feel nervous and my heart, heart beats really fast or, you know, and internally, I feel really lost. So it's it talks it's getting them connected with their feelings and emotions so they can understand that okay me feeling cold and anxious it's really something I don't have to go that far with I can control it in this way so it's again getting them to address their um, inner emotions which I think as adults we struggle so if we can train them quite young to be connected with their inner emotions and feelings it's something quite um, beneficial because as adults they'll be able to identify immediately what emotion is triggering what off and hopefully be able to deal with that. So the first one I have here is uh, using the correct body language now this is key Um, I say this to my children all the time stop slouching, stand up straight. Um, your body language gives away so much about the type of person that you are. And if you are going to stand in a slouched manner um, and not stand straight and look down, you are making yourself very vulnerable and um, you are more likely to be picked on um, and more likely to get into conflict uh, because the posture you are holding is not confident. So um, it's important that children look up and look around them. Um, we should teach our children to have head facing upwards and um, when they're walking to have um, normal steps, you know, take normal strides. You don't have to take small pigeon steps or you don't have to take big wide strides and, you know, head up, hands on the hip and and walking. Because again, that can go to the other extreme of being obnoxious and giving off the wrong body language. And, you know, again, you're still making yourself vulnerable and um, in a position where you can be picked on or some form of conflict can happen because people will think this person's a bit overconfident. So it's finding that balance, but it's making them aware. So um, the idea um, that was discussed around this topic was um, their body should be open and they should be looking up ahead, taking normal strides, using their arms to walk, swaying um, side to side on the side and keeping their back straight. By doing this, they'll be focused and more alert and their heads will not be in the clouds. A term that I always use on my kids, are your head in the cloud? Is your head in the cloud? And yes, you know, we often find that children are looking at you but they're not looking at you or they look like they're paying attention but they're not paying attention so yes it's just trying to make them aware of that and um be aware of their surroundings so i guess it's you know if you are standing looking upright with a straight back you're more vigilant your eyes are more on guard and you can you know scan 360 degrees really around you what's going on and you've got full focus on everything around you so it's just making children um, aware uh, um, of them. So the body needs to be relaxed uh, with arms by the side and the eyes on guard. So um, folding arms on the chest or standing with their hands on their hips can be seen as defensive and almost like one is looking for trouble. So again, we need to make sure that we are uh, teaching them to stand in the correct way um, as well. Making themselves heard. Now, um, this is this is something I think a lot of children struggle with, um, especially when they are uh, one of those children that like to um, have the balance of, you know, keeping things normal and not stepping out of boundaries. And um, if you if you shout or if you raise your voice or if you're too loud, you're going to get into trouble for that. So they don't want to cross those boundaries with their teacher. So um, this is really important for those 
those children that don't like to talk loud or be heard. Um, and it's important that we ask, our, we train our children to use their voices appropriately. Now, as a school teacher, um, when I was doing my school training, uh, we had a couple of lo- lessons in drama where they were getting us to pitch our voices. So it was pitching it to somebody that's close, pitching it to somebody that's standing in the middle of the room and then somebody at the far back. And it was just each time we were getting louder and louder, but we had the same tone. So even though you're getting louder, you're not actually shouting now at that person at the back so that you could be heard. You're just pitching your voice at a, at a louder tone so the the uh, level of your voice is still the same. The tone that you are using, it's the pitch that's just slightly increased and slightly louder. And I, and I find myself doing that at home. I can actually get my voice louder without actually coming across like I'm shouting. And um, it's just because I need to be heard. And and that's the thing that we need to train our children, that they are heard and they're not essentially shouting, but they are just speaking up and using their voices. So, you know, I know children don't like to draw attention to themselves. Um, and, I, and I told my younger child because he was he was like, I don't like, you know, telling somebody don't do this or don't do that because if I shout, I'm going to get into trouble. And I said, well, you won't be shouting. You're just being firm and loud. So um, the way I gave him an example, I said to him, okay, poke my arm continuously. And, And I just said to him, stop in a in a low voice and he carried on and I said so you're not really listening or hearing my stop and um, I'm not liking the poking and I want you to stop so I turned round and I put my hand up as to say stop and I said stop I don't like this in a slightly louder tone and um, that does draw attention but it also draws attention to the person that's poking you who then realizes that, okay, I'm doing something that's crossing the limits and this person doesn't like this. And now everybody around them knows that I'm doing something they don't like. So they will stop. So it's getting them to just be firm and loud rather than shouting and getting angry and emotional and pushing the child. I mean, there's no need for any um physical violence or you know we shouldn't be encouraging our children that if someone pokes you turn around and poke them 10 times harder it's very easy to say uh, but you don't want that you want them to use their voice and you want them to um, address it now the voice is so much more powerful than that child turning around and poking or punching the other child uh, to be to be saying it in the way I just said about saying stop with your hand up it makes it more of an impact and that child will know that this is something I shouldn't be doing to that child because it's obviously crossing those boundaries. Um, and uh, words cannot break you. We need to teach our children that when somebody says something with their mouth or with their, um, you know, and they're teasing you and they're teasing you amongst their, it's just something that they're saying from their mouth and it's not breaking you and it doesn't change the type of person that you are you are who you are and um nobody can change that through words so you are happy the way you dress you are happy the way you look you are happy the way you walk or the bags or jackets that you have you be content with that and if anyone is saying something uh that is like verbal abuse Um, We need to train our children not to get hurt or emotional by these uh, and and actually think that flip it and say to themselves that there's a reason why this child could be saying what they're saying. If if it's anything that's malicious, they're probably jealous. They probably, you know, wish that they had what you had. And often that is the case that, you know, a lot of these bullies um, envy, envy what you have. And the only way they can deal with it is by um, making it look bad and making it look less appealing. So if it is a bag that you've got that's nice and they haven't got that, they they will try and do whatever they can to make the bag look like it's um not a good thing to have just to comfort their own ego but actually it's just jealousy and i think we need to just um 
say to our children that, you know, uh, use a combination of voice, again, hair and body language so you can deal with this uh, matter appropriately. So, you know, words are words and in its simplest forms, um, they don't break anyone. So they can be hurtful and they can actually, you know, really have an impact emotionally on somebody. And, you know, it's important that we address that emotional side. And again, using that worry tree about, okay, when somebody says this, how does it make you feel? Is it within your control? Can you do something to change that feeling? Um, and, you know, often I, I say to my children, if somebody's saying something that you don't like, walk away, just walk away. Um, and there's hadith around this as well with the Prophet so so said, instead of um, confronting it, you know, if you're sitting down, stand up. If you're standing up, sit down. And more importantly, walk away from the situation so that it doesn't um, turn into something where it can cause conflict or arguments. So, listeners, I've um, gone through uh, about three or four points there um, in the first half of the show. If you have just tuned in, um, I am talking about empowering children, and I am using sources taken from Educate to Empower Publishing, which is a website, uh, and also Kid Power, which is a book, um, and they talk about how we can... Um, use uh, our voices and body language to create confident uh, children. I've gone through some points. I hope you've noted them. But we are entering a short commercial break. So for now, go refill your hot drinks that you are having with me this morning and uh, join me after the break, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. This is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Good morning and assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to Mother's Planet. I'm your host, Neelam, and uh, I have been talking about empowering our children. So earlier in the show, I have been um, giving some tips and suggestions around how we can empower our children, um, uh, especially when they are facing some form of conflict, be it at school or through friendships. Um, I'd love to hear from you listeners. Um, what have you done to help your children deal with tricky situations at school or outside of the home? Uh, please share your views and any suggestions on the studio number WhatsApp um, number, which is 0779 It's a cold morning. I'm actually trying to warm myself up this morning, so I hope you've all got your hot brew ready to take me through to the last half hour of the show. Um, I'm going to try and whiz through some of these points because I have quite a few here. And again, um, I mentioned um, these have been taken from Educate to Empower Publishing, which is um, uh, a website where they talk about um, things that you can do to empower your children they have quite a few books available as well so if you go on to educate uh, to empower publishing and that's two as in the number two you will be able to see some of the sources um, and things that they have available there uh, also um, uh, a booklet that I'm using is Kid Power which um, I've had for a number of years now and uh, they've done teen power and they just look at the way we can um, train our children to have the correct posture and using their voice so essentially being able to speak up um uh, and getting our children to use their voice so this is what i have mentioned in the early part of the uh, show where i've said that words can't break you making themselves heard using the correct body language and letting your child have a voice now this is interesting because um you know we need to um give our children the um, what's the word? We need to give our children the power to be able to make decisions for them to feel that they are control in things that have an impact on their life. And this could be something as simple as what clothes they should wear um, when it comes to the weekend, um, if if it's um, a dress-up event at school or if it's a piece of homework where they have to make a poster about something they like. Uh, recently, my daughter had to write um, a, a diary and they, and they just wanted to teach children how to write diaries. So she had to write a diary about any event that happened over the summer holidays or um, something that she did over the weekend. And I really had to control myself because I wanted to throw so many ideas. Oh, you could write about this. You could write about that. But I needed to make it come from her and it make, make it her decision and her choice. So I had to stand back and, you know, um, 
I did give in a few hints, uh, but she ultimately made the decision of what she wanted to write about and um, and how she wanted to write about it as well. So um, I think it's just giving them the chance to know that their views and opinions matter. Now, I've, I've learnt having uh, teenage children now that as they get older, um, making them part of family decisions um, and having discussions with them when it impacts the whole family and giving them that leeway of, you know, your your views matter, your opinions matter, is also um, making them feel very valued. And, and we take our children's opinions, especially the older ones, very seriously. And we do, you know, um, use it when we are making decisions for the family of what we should do and um and 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 they do feel that their opinions matter and they are valued so it's giving them that voice and actually i don't agree with you and and i think it's good it's quite healthy when you do something and your older child says well i don't agree um you know back in the days i used to think they're being disrespectful and they shouldn't but actually if we just say to them hold on to your thoughts and feelings and out of respect just accept mine you're training them to to be like that in life and 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 we shouldn't because when they go out into the working world they will come across people they disagree with they'll come across um uh colleagues and students and peers that they will not always agree with and we need to educate them to be able to put their feelings and emotions and thoughts and opinions forward in, in a healthy way without causing conflict. So if you're allowing that to happen at home, then inshallah, they, when they are in those situations, they should be able to do that. The next one is listen to your child. So don't ignore the signs, okay? So when your child is just, you know, it's very difficult when you have lots of children because you just want to get through the day, make sure they've all fed, where you know, they've all homework's done and, you know, they've all, um, all the things that you've got on your checklist that you need to do as a mum, you're ticking off. But there are a bit more deeper things that we need to look into. So if they're not eating well, not sleeping well, going to bed late or you know, in, inclined not to go to bed and want to stay up longer and in the morning not wanting to um, get out of bed, um, you know, and not moving with that oomph. These are all signs and cons- points of concerns. And, you know, um, it's easily said, and I've been there myself, where I said, oh, it's just because of the change in weather. Oh, it's just because of the change in this. But actually, it could be something deeper. And it's very important that we hear our child out and listen to them. And if if they are not an only child and they do have siblings, it's important that you give them that space um, away from the other siblings to talk to. Because sometimes they, they feel that whatever their worry or concern might be, if they raise it in an open space with the other siblings, they may say, oh, that's nothing. I've been there. I've done that. I did this. I did that. But every child is different and every child's um, way of dealing with things are different as well so it's important that we give them that space um, and that space for me is always when I'm washing or cooking so I'll call them into the kitchen and say right sit down have a chat with mommy what's going on hear them out and listen and the key word here is listen it's so so important that we just listen and you know you have to be prepared because um uh, I was talking to a friend and she was saying, you know, with an older child that you, when they are ready to talk to you, you have to be very um, ready for what they're about to say. And, um, and you have to make sure that you are listening and you're not going to react because whatever your initial reaction to their confession will be, um, they'll remember that. And they may think twice for next time and think maybe I shouldn't, tell mum or dad so it's really important that you just take that time out to listen and praise them for opening up and talking to you and then you have a think about what they have said digest it and then think of a a way of dealing with um the next steps or what they should do so it's important we listen and we also control our initial reaction um, and that was really good advice because she was saying that when you whatever you'd say at that time will be the first thing they'll always remember and so it's very important that we hold our tongue a little and just make sure that we give them that space to talk and it's their chance to talk and it's just our chance to listen trust and respect your child 
we must respect our children and um, for them to understand the expectations they should have from the world so if we if we give them the space to uh be at home and you know and we are respectful so you know using our please and thank yous and all sorts of those things um then we are training them to expect this level of respect from the world um and they're not going to accept people talking down at them or in a negative way because they'll know that this is not the norm so if we are um speaking to them gently and being respectful of their thoughts and feelings and using our manners then they uh, will know that this is the norm and this is what we should be expecting from the world um and uh, you know uh, the trust and respect also of when your child tells you of how they're feeling um or anything that's bothering them they should know that you are going to your they have given you a very important piece of information here and they should be able to trust that you're going to deal with matters with their knowledge and consultation um it's quite hard um when your child tells you that there's another child and you're friends with that parent or something and you and you want to really go on and talk to that parent and try and put things at ease but actually you need to let your child be in this process and consult them and try and actually give them that power to deal with the situation you know especially when it comes to friendships um you know i've said to my children sometimes i don't think the other person is aware that when they are saying these things to you on a continuous basis that it's hurting you and you need to let them know and so you know it's important again we speak up we use our voice and we make that stand you know staying in silence and hoping that just one day they'll get bored of it won't work and you do need to actually take that stand and and get them to address the issue and it's better that it's done with their own power and they've had ownership of the matter rather than you trying to go in and address the situation and fix things because especially as they get older you need to sort of let them fend for themselves and give them that autonomy i think is the word i'm looking for where they are making the decision and they are doing it so you know um they are taking control of the situation and you know maybe along the line you've put in a few little things but it's ultimately them that have made that decision uh, give your child roles and responsibilities and this can be around the house this could be something that they do on a weekly basis a chore anything i've mentioned this in many of my shows before and um for me this is crucial in getting children to feel their contribution to the function of the home matters it also sets them up for stages of schooling so as they get older in school they are given more responsibilities and more levels of independence so as they get older they need to be able to get their book and sign it in their bags or put it in their bags or put it in their trays or you know they are making the children more and more independent as they go through the stages of school so giving them responsibilities at home um is is giving them that it's encouraging them to grow up a bit as well and and you can change your responsibilities as well when you give them to them Okay allow your child to take risks now this is so much easier said than it's done uh than it is done and as parents we often want to wrap our children in in wool for as long as we can and the truth is we have to actually let them go out and take cho- make choices and take risks and hope that they learn from them especially as they enter the teen stroke adult years you know you have to let them take these risks um because you know if they don't and if we're always you know um hampering up the risk and saying oh yeah it's fine you can do that now because i've just buffed it up with wool so if you do fall it's going to be okay you won't get hurt we're not really training them for life so it's really important that we allow them to take the risks you know as adults we are still taking risks we still encounter situations where we think right how do we deal with this and we just take this you know put our trust in Allah and take that take that leap so you know i guess this is something we need to be training our children to do as well and this is where we you know encourage them to put their trust in Allah and use their faith to help them get through challenges so we need to remind them that sometimes we fall but it's important to get up and crack on with things and if we succeed it's important that we remind them to be grateful of that and not um 
be pompous about it and say, see, I told you, you know, Alhamdulillah, it worked this time round. It may not necessarily work again, but that time round it worked and Alhamdulillah, you just take on that blessing and to, to humble yourselves and, you know, teaching them this from a, a young age is absolutely paramount because, um, you don't want them to grow up with that obnoxious manner of, oh, whatever I do, it works out well for me. Um, and it's also important that we say to them that, you know, if you if you don't succeed and you do fall, well, you know, it, that's that's something that maybe you shouldn't have done. So or you've learned from it now, crack on, move on with it. Maybe next time might be different and, you know, do it. The importance here is that we remind them that they have the right intention when making the decision. And this is really, really difficult because you always say to your child, what intention do you have? Now, intention is, you know, counts for multitude. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows what we are thinking, what we are feeling. So if we are going in with the right attitude and intention, then, you know, inshallah, we should be confident that the outcome will be right. But you always have to review your intention. It's not um, selfish. It's not going to hurt anybody. You know, all those factors that could possibly have negative connotation to that uh, intention. So we really must uh, reinforce that. Teach your child to think of others' feelings. This is very important. And um, it is something that I uh, highly encourage um parents that have children that are in the end of of um primary years because um if they have this um nipped in the bud now when they hit secondary school or go into those uh, level of schooling um they'll be able to understand how they can control what comes out their mouth so it's important that when when it comes to friendships that um a child can be spiteful and not realize their action has offended another child so ask your child to always think twice before saying something to the other child is it hurtful can it be taken the wrong way how would you feel if this was me or how would i feel if this was me all of these questions should be asked and if there is an answer of any of them that's causing anything of doubt then the child shouldn't say or do any of those things so it's important that we um, encourage our child to make healthy friendships Um, and having friends that are like-minded you know you have to share an interest if you find that this person is continuously talking negative about other people doesn't like to be around other people you know your your child should see the signs and realize that this person needs to come out of this and you know needs to not be so negative so you know um be around positive friendships and you know we need to learn to accept our differences but we also need to be around people that are going to make us feel good about things so you know um have positive friendships and relationships at school and make sure that these um, friends that you were around uh, are not backbiting and are not, you know, telltaling on each other. And it's important that we are encouraging them not to have ill feelings towards people because, you know, this is something that as adults, we I've learnt the hard way. You know, when you grow up, you realise that you, you don't have to be best friends with everybody, but it's good to have a clean and humble attitude about everyone and it's good to be uh, good with everyone and and it's important that we encourage our children to have the same attitude Uh, you know we all have differences and we all don't like certain aspects of each other's personalities but we should overlook them and just you know um, smile and walk away and that's it Encourage your child to do what they are good at or interested in. Giving your child a hobby is very important. It gives them the space to grow and develop in areas they are interested in. This could be a sports activity or something creative like sewing um, or painting. Um, I know it's very hard to do the painting, but yeah, my children love painting. And I have to confess, so do I. I I especially like those number paintings where you can get those pictures and they've got numbers on them and then you've got the paints corresponding to those numbers and you have to paint them. really intricate painting really you have to think about it and they've got different types of brushes as well and it's there's quite a technique to it and you know I could sit down for hours doing them so you know encourage your children to to um to do this it's also a space for them to let off that steam that they possibly are building up 
you know, be in their happy space. So if it means parents, we have to bite the bullet and take them to those football clubs and swimming classes that we don't like, we need to do it because it's giving them that space to just let some steam off, um, to be themselves, to come out of their shell and really enjoy and also get better at it. So if it is something like... um uh, swimming if you know they they could actually really improve the way they swim and become top class swimmers so who knows and same with football uh, so discourage gender stereotyping your son or your daughter can do anything they have their hearts set on while there are some limitations to what boys and girls can do when it comes to careers we should really be inspiring our young girls to work in industries that are not always medical related now this took me a bit of time to get my head around um having uh, an old an older daughter um and looking at professions and you know always growing up in the um generation of where everything you do has to be professional um and you know i was in the same mindset for my daughter until i realized that actually her interests don't lie in any of those fields and she is really interested in the it industry and she wants to do she wants to do something related to this so i've you know stood back and held back my stereotyping around this because yes actually as times moved on and especially post pandemic there there is a huge demand for women to go into the uh, IT industry and working in this field and they are very um adaptable they are looking at women that need to have a career break to be with the family um there's lots of flexibility now um with the whole sources of being able to work from home and not needing the office space so you know we should encourage um our young women to be looking for work in these kind of industries and filling those gaps so you know take away the gender stereotyping around these roles encourage patients now i've got a hadith that i wanted to share with you by our beloved prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and this is taken from uh, the hadith al bayhaqi consideration is from god and haste is from the devil so we are encouraging patience uh, i don't think uh, i really need to elaborate on this statement uh, or this hadith because we should be taking time uh with everything we do you know if we consider what we are doing um and be mindful about what we are doing then inshallah there will be success and if we do it in haste then you know it's got the work of the shaitan in this and you know it won't lead to any good so we should encourage that patience there allow your child to greet uh, others in the way they are comfortable uh, especially when greeting relatives this is something that you know i've learned as i've had more children but uh, we as parents can be quite pushy about how we encourage our children i'll oh, go hug your aunt and go kiss them and do this and do that but actually we should let them greet the way they feel comfortable um because that relationship will form better when they do it on their terms so if we're trying to force a relationship or that's your uncle or that's your grandma and that's your nun or you've got to be like this with them it they're they've already got a preset image of how this relationship should be so we should encourage them to do or greet them in the way that they feel comfortable and if this is high five and fist bumps so be it you know it's something that they want to do and they wish to greet their family members in that time give your child the time use every minute of the evening to talk to your child about their day now we can do this if you have more than one child i often do it around the dinner table or after dinner we'll just have 5 minutes just to quick catch up on how everyone's day's been um what what did they find good in their day what could they have done better about um it's just getting them to evaluate their day and plan for the next just you know okay what subjects have you got next a lot of the time i'm just shouting it out to them right get your bags packed for tomorrow make sure you've got the right books and you know also very important in uh to reflect on the blessings and turn those down moments um as blessings too you know everything that we are um exposed to in our day is is uh, a blessing and is a test and is a learning curve from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so we should see it as okay this went wrong this went right we're going to learn from this we're going to do that and and take those steps accordingly um your experience what you have done 
and how you have gone through life uh, will also help your children. So, you know, use this time to say to them about how you, when you were their age or what you do, even as an adult, to reflect on your day and get on with your day. These will all be invaluable, invaluable experiences for your child. And last but not least is teaching them good manners. Now, this is, I could probably do a whole show in its uh, of its own around this, Um but it's such an important factor. Um, we need to teach our children etiquettes of sitting, talking, eating, and the way we behave around people. Now, there are a number, a numerous amount of hadiths um, we can find around this from our beloved Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And, you know, uh, we can emulate the way they sat with people the way they greeted people, the way they walked, the way they ate, um, all of these as adults, as children, you know, all of these mannerisms we can incorporate in our life. And it's, you know, uh, one of the simple ones I can share with you is um, the way we yawn. You know, um, when you're yawning, put your hand over your mouth. You don't need to howl with it. You know, have the etiquette wherever you are that you you're not yawning in that way. And, uh, you know, you are being respectful. Um, and this can also be, you know, the way they eat their meal, you know, being grateful, um, not rushing it again, not being hasteful, you know, taking their time, chewing each mouthful. Um, and I'm sure they'll get full quickly as well this way as well if we do this. So, um they are my uh, 15 points that I've shared with you this morning around how we can empower our children. And I really hope that um, those points that I have shared with you this morning have been of benefit to the listeners and people have taken notes down. Um, but it's a uh, an important aspect of growing up and we need to equip our children with the right tools it's a learning curve for us as parents as well we are continuously learning each child will throw their own challenges at us and each child will um, develop differently and we mustn't say we did something with the elder one it's going to work with the second one it's not the case you know take it from myself who who has realized that actually every single child when they go through this stage of life will you know um take it differently and the emotions will be different and you know we've we've had a cut a couple of tough years with the pandemic where you know we've not been able to see normality and returning back to it is becoming a very slow process so we have to appreciate that those children that have been impacted in this will struggle the most so i hope they've been of uh, benefit to you all my traditional quote for today children are not things to be molded but are people to be unfolded so jaman barak and assalamu alaikum to everyone Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at InspireFM Luton.